0: And as these social media platforms are developing today and students are building whole fan bases, whole communities uh, out there, that's a great opportunity to engage them and really utilize uh, what they've built for your benefit.
1: You're listening to The Higher Ed Marketer, a podcast geared towards marketing professionals in higher education. This show will tackle all sorts of questions related to student recruitment, donor relations, marketing trends, new technologies, and so much more. If you're looking for conversations centered around where the industry is going, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show.
2: Welcome to the Higher Ed Marketer Podcast, where each week, Mark Kaler and I interview higher ed marketers that we like and admire. Today is no exception. We are interviewing Lee Wilhite of Biola University about their success in influencer marketing within higher ed.
1: Yeah, Troy, this was a great conversation, and I think that uh, the whole idea of influencer marketing, uh, whether you're talking about social media, whether you're talking about leveraging some of your alumni, whether you're talking about um, you know peer-to-peer type of communications, I think that it's a really important aspect of the higher ed marketers toolbox that needs to be leveraged. Sometimes we forget about it. Sometimes we're so focused on, you know, view books and travel pieces and website and, and social media and all those are important. But then sometimes I think we miss some of the more specialty tools that can really make a big difference. Um, you know, campus visits and, and you know, the way that the campus is and and, and this idea of influencer marketing. And uh, Lee does a great job in his role as, uh, as Vice President of Enrollment and Marketing and Communications at Biola. He he really has put together a plan, and he comes out of a marketing background outside of higher ed, which I think sometimes you know, people go back and forth. Is that a, is that a benefit? Is it, is it a challenge to learn everything about higher ed? From my background outside of higher ed, I kind of think it's an asset. When you can bring in a lot of you know ideas from outside of higher ed, sometimes you can do things a little bit differently, and I think that's being proved out at, at Biola. So really looking forward to sharing this conversation with everyone. I think Lee does a great job of kind of articulating all
2: of that. Thank you, Bart. Here's Lee Wilhite. It is our pleasure to welcome Lee Wilhite to the Higher Ed Marketer Podcast. Lee, thank you so much for agreeing to have a wonderful conversation today.
0: It's great to be with you today, Troy.
2: Thank you. And just between me, you, Bart, and a few hundred of our faithful listeners, if you could give us a little taste of who you are and your role at Biola. Yeah, thank you.
0: Uh, I serve as Vice President of Enrollment, Marketing, and Communications at Biola. Uh, I've been there almost seven years now. When I joined the university, um, I was asked to head up our communications and marketing team. And about three and a half years into that uh, journey, uh, our enrollment management uh, vice president retired, and our president decided to, to combine both the enrollment management and the communication marketing functions together. And so I'm now three plus years into that role of leading the the team of uh, Enrollment Marketing Communications. Didn't come out of higher ed, Troy. I, uh, I worked in, uh, at a marketing agency for about 14 years before I came into higher ed. Uh, so I had to uh, uh, do quite a bit of learning and, and listening and, and uh, seeing where to, to make the impact but, uh, that I wanted to make. But uh, it's been a great experience so far. I have a great team here and uh, really benefit from your, from your podcast and, and look forward to our time today
1: great thanks lee its it 's an honor to have you here i know we 've met a few times and and it 's uh, always good to have have uh, someone on the uh, on the podcast that i 'm familiar with the school i I, I remember um I want to talk a little bit about influencer marketing today and, and kind of your journey uh, as Biola University into that. I, I remember just a couple, you know, references to that. I At a CCCU conference, uh, there was a, a team from Biola that talked about, you know, leveraging uh, influencer marketing in, in Instagram, and I thought that was a very good presentation. And then I remember um, doing some work with NACAP um, back in the, you know, early uh, teens, 2013 probably, and uh, they were working on their um, – on their uh, their their book that they put out every year for for Christian high schools and, and it just represents all the Christian colleges and universities. And I remember one of the uh, one of the uh, elements within that book. And I was working on the website for for Chant Thompson at the time, and and uh, it had a picture of Zach King and had a testimonial of him from from his experience at Biola. And I remember my teenage kids were walking through the room when I was working on that project, and I was like, they were like, "How do you know who that is, Dad?" And it's like it's Zach King. It says here on there, like, well, how do you know him? I'm like, well, I don't know him. He's a student. And no, he's not. He's he's this guy on 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 the internet who does these cool magic tricks. And so I, I got educated by my kids on on who Zach King was, but obviously he's a very successful internet marketer. Everybody can look him up if they're not familiar with who he is. But he is a Biola grad. And I was really impressed when I saw um Biola lean into that. Uh, and have him do a video for for enrollment marketing and things like that, and and certainly it was a fun video with Dr. Corey. And so, tell me a little bit about this. I mean, not only you know have I seen you know, guys leaning into the influencer marketing you know for some reason Biola seems to be in the right places at the right time i saw you know a, a viral video of Justin Bieber and you know serenading Dr. Corey at the at the Beverly Hills hotel and and so it seems like there's a lot of that around Biola and and not all of that is prescribed but just tell me a little bit about how you guys have kind of leaned into some of that
0: yeah, Zach King has been a, a a fan favorite for us here at uh, Bio. He's a great alum. He uh, he's done some wonderful videos and promotional things for us. And God's really blessed the work that he's done. It's exciting to see uh, the you know the impact he's making uh, today. And and he's 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 been a great uh, a great voice, a great endorser of Bio over the years. And um, yeah, you mentioned Dr. Corey and uh, and Justin Bieber. Maybe it's our proximity, Bart. We're located, of course, here in Southern California. <laughs> right. We're not far from. From Hollywood and uh, you know I can tell you that that moment wasn't scripted that uh, that was something that just kind of uh, you know happened in the moment but uh, but it was a great great moment indeed so yeah we you know we have learned over the years and 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 this probably isn't uh, new for a lot of your listeners but these upcoming generations and how they look at corporate brands university brands some of these institutional kind of messaging and thing that's out there you know these are things that you know traditionally, we've been, we've been trying to promote th- those messages. We've been trying to uh, uh, to really carry the, the overall kind of institutional message across. And more and more students, especially in the, these young, younger generations, are looking for more peer input. They're looking for maybe it's our, maybe it's our shopping habits. You know we, we go to Amazon and we're looking at those customer reviews. We're trying to see more of a, a first person kind of assessment of how people are experiencing a product or service or those kinds of things. And, and we just saw an opportunity years ago of the power of a student to student communication stream. And so when you look at someone like Zach who everyone you know can relate to and then you look at uh, some of our uh, students uh, enrolled at Biola today, you know it's it's that uh, that peer to peer, you know, reflection, first hand account of their experience at Biola. Um, the trust level uh, is higher. Uh, somehow it feels to like cut through some of the corporate speak or university speak if you will. And it really does, um, you know, connect people more to peer level, and I think it's a uh, more of a trusted, more of a trusted uh, relationship, if, if you will. So we have, uh, yeah, we've been about that for a number of years. In 2017, we started what we call our student influencer program uh, here, where we literally uh, went out and scoured some of the social media platforms and following of some of our enrolled students here at Biolas. Many of them have, you know, thousands and thousands of followers uh, for different reasons. They've kind of built their own communities, if you will. And we thought, hey, wouldn't this be a great opportunity to leverage and utilize some of these students that have a passion for Biola, but also have a passion for some of the varied things that they're about as well? So, some number of years ago, we we uh, we came up with this idea, and so we, you know, we put some criteria to to the table. We wanted to have some, you know, students that had at least a few thousand followers that they had, you know, kind of grown up. That was important to us. We wanted to make sure they had a a positive reputation, if you will, that align closely with our value system. Of course, we want that missional alignment as much as possible. That's that's important, especially if they're advocating on your behalf uh, as a student. We were we were looking for students that were advocating for for diversity and inclusion and wanting to make sure that they had a broad reach in terms of their their influence. And then of course they were involved, you know, in the byla and in all that we were bringing. And so we looked at some of those criteria points. We we found some student influencers that fit that uh, bill. We reached out to them and, and talked to them about this idea, and they loved it. They loved it. These students, you know, they were given the opportunity to uh, to step into kind of a, a relationship with Biola that way to help us with some of our promotion and advertising, if you will, um, marketing and so forth. And but we allowed them to do it within the context of what they had built within their own followers. And I think that was that was the key, you know, to come in and say, well, we've got all of these points as a university we want you to make, you know, we, we gave them some guidelines, some, some kind of a framework there, but we really gave them the latitude to kind of express their firsthand, you know, account of, of their bio experience based on, based on, uh, you know, how they typically built their followership for their, for their, you know, respective platform. So it's been a great, it's been a great uh, under, undertaking for us.
1: Well, I love that because it kind of touches on a number of things that I'm seeing kind of the the trends in, in higher ed marketing, you know, the idea of, of authenticity. I mean, whether you want to call that a trend or not, you kind of referenced it earlier in the conversation was the idea that, you know, we've been so used to being corporate speak and maybe um, kind of the official line. I mean, e- even to the degree of, you know, when we do a video, we need to make sure it's polished and, and broadcast quality and all those types of things. Well, you know, the the community, you know, communications and marketing has really changed over the last several years. And I think the pandemic kind of accentuated and actually, you know, increased the authenticity where you know, sometimes now I think Generation Z, especially, uh, becomes suspect if things are too polished, if they're too perfect, and if it's too right. And so I think that you know, allowing your student ambassadors and your student influencers to have some leeway, to have uh, the ability to be authentic, to be personal, to be able to connect with those other students in a way. I mean, you know, just look at the explosion of TikTok. I mean, the idea of of that platform is really all about authenticity, real. Um, you know, it's, 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 you know, a lot of it is, uh, is just kind of on the spur of the moment type of thing. And so I think that that really, really hits well um, with that. And so, Troy, I know you had a couple questions about, about some other things that uh, Bio was using with that.
2: Yes, I was curious about their use of the platform that enables the student or peer-to-peer connection and communication. If you could kind of first, let us know how you were introduced to the platform, how you utilize it, and the thought process that went into using Zimi.
0: Yeah, thank you, Troy. Yeah, Zimi is a, it's a social a- app that uh, you know, we discovered a couple of years ago. We launched this uh, for our student community. It's specifically oriented towards prospective students that are on this college search journey, and they're really trying to understand what a college is all about. You, know, you, you can read the website. You can read the printed material. You can get kind of, you know, uh, data points from different family members and friends and people like that that might have attended the school. But there's nothing that's that, you know, that replaces that idea of stepping in and stepping in a conversation into community with others that are that are living that experience. And so uh, so we identified this platform, ZME, launched it two years ago, really as a place for us to. Uh, to engage prospective students in, in relevant topics regarding campus life and student wellness and student resourcing. and students were introducing themselves and saying, hey, I'm, I'm from the Bay Area. Is anyone else applying to, to Biola from the area? Where are you from? All of a sudden connections are being formed. you know there's community being built and and then you know we interject in that and we do some promotion of some, some events or some things coming up like that, or some topical kinds of things we'll introduce and, and address or respond to some of the chatter that's out there. It's been a great uh, platform for us just to engage these prospective students in hopes that uh, as they discern that college search journey, they're going to have a better understanding of what Biola is all, all about. Mm-hmm. And, and then as they come to visit campus and so forth, um, they're going to have a better, you know, better picture of what, of what an enrolled student life, you know, would be at Biola. So so it's been a great, it's been a great undertaking for us. We're just a couple of years in, but we've got thousands of students that are in this, in this space. And, you know, it's, you go into these things thinking, well, we'll use it this way, but, you know, unbeknownst to us, you know, we're learning even more students or finding roommates through this platform. They're, they're figuring out like, uh, you know, which hall, which dorm should I try to get into, you know, all those other kinds of things. What's, what's that campus food really like at Biola, you know, some right. of those things. So, you know, it's, Truth in advertising, it's uh, the lived experience, you know, through the student life uh, comes through those those kind of uh, platforms. But it's been a it's been a great, uh, great app for us.
1: That's great. And it reminds me of uh, I think in the early 2000s, I was working with a couple of schools and, you know, that was when Facebook was just coming out. I mean, it was it was kind of all the rage for what would be the TikTok crowd today you know, now that grandma and, and mom and dad are on Facebook, it's not as, as popular for the younger Gen Z. But, you know, early on, I remember working with some schools and we had this idea of, hey, let's set up just a, you know, class of 2012, you know, Facebook group, you know, let's see if anybody would be interested as a, as a freshman, as an incoming student. And same thing was happening there. It's like, you know, boy, they build these relationships, they're starting to, you know, build roommates and get, get these things going. And, and, uh, you know, obviously, social media platforms like Facebook and then, you know, everything kind of shifts. And and so it's harder to kind of keep your finger on that pulse, whereas using an app like Zimi, I think, is kind of that's the purpose. The students understand that. That's why they go to that app. And, and it's, a, it's a way that they can then better engage with, with the school. So I think that's really great. We, we had another uh, peer-to-peer app, uh, you know, person on a couple weeks ago, Diego from Unibuddy. And, you know, it's the same thing if, if somebody wants to learn more about those apps, um, you know, we can listen to that episode and we might see if we can get uh, somebody from Zemi on sometime as well. But I think that's a really good way because, again, it goes back to what we talked about earlier, the authenticity, the realness. I'm not having to talk to the official channels of the school. I'm actually able to talk to other people, other students and, and kind of get their experiences. So I think that's a it's a really great way to go. Tell me, has it really kind of how has the pandemic impacted all this social Influencers and and even like the Zemi, have you seen it increased or or decrease based on the pandemic?
0: Yeah, it's a great it's a great question, Bart. And I, you know, here in Los Angeles County, which is where we're based out of, we had even um, some of the more stricter even um, you know guidelines for us here. You know, there's there's eight hundred thousand college kids in LA County alone, largest county in the state of or in, in the United States, and so you know we had some really challenging times. We weren't an open campus last year. Uh, we were fully remote. And when you look at that remote status, that's where that's where platforms like Zini become so important because we're fostering community, uh, student to student, peer to peer. We're injecting, we're giving some helpful insights and, and tips and instruction and things like that along the way. But I mean, it's creating this place that students can, can continue to hang out. They can ask honest questions. They can get some real firsthand accounts and experiences from people. So really critical. We had, you know, like many, maybe of your listeners, you know, you had to reimagine so much this last year in terms of how to, how to uh, recruit students and admit students and all of that. But even the student lived experience on campus was so different, you know? Right. And so here we are um, trying to, to utilize platforms like this. We're, we're thankful that, that we introduced it when we did and we had a good right. year and a half under our belt before the pandemic hit because it really helped us kind of weather that, uh, weather that challenging season. Uh, that we're not out of yet. So yeah, That's exactly right. That's
1: exactly right. So, well, another community that I think is important, I mean, we talk about peer-to-peer as being so important and influencers. Well, number one influencer by far in all the research that you read is mom. And so we talk about parents. Tell me a little bit about what Biola is doing as far as parent com flows. Because, I mean, you don't necessarily have a Zemi, but you've got to still also do, hey, what do other parents think? How are other parents, you know, engaging? So tell me about that.
0: Yeah, thanks for asking that, Bart. You know, one of the things we know from this from the younger generations that they're not they're not actually looking at their email. You know, we can send a lot of communication <laughs> out that way on behalf of the university, and they're not getting it. I've got all three of our kids at Biola this year, and you know, I have a chance to kind of, hey, did you get that email from the school? No, no, I didn't look. It. Well, it's there. You know, pull it up, kind of a thing. And so, you know, guilty as charged, even even my own kids don't look at the email, you know, like they should. And so, you know, it, it, it drives the more text platforms, it drives to the social platforms we're talking about, other ways to get the, the communication out. But to your point, Bart, um, we're just seeing more and more the importance of engaging mom and dad in the communication uh, with these students. So so in the, in, in the case for, you know, here at Biola, we've got a separate parent communication track that, that runs right along parallel to a lot of the you know, student communication that we're getting out to uh, to our prospective students, and you know, it's interesting. I was just uh, it was just a couple of weeks ago we gathered with admissions counselors here in Southern California and other Christian universities that are here, and we have a number here in the so- Southern California area. We're just you know checking in as we do periodically with them. How are you doing? How are your schools doing? What are your numbers looking like? What are fall applications uh, looking like? What are you hearing from? from your high schools that you're, you know, working with. And there were some really good insights that came out of this. And and a lot of it ties to the pandemic that we were just talking about. Um, You know, these high school seniors this year have been through a couple of really challenging years at high school. They've been in a remote learning environment, many of them. They have not had the kind of face time with high school guidance counselors uh, that they needed. Um, we're, We're discovering that a lot of these high school seniors this fall um, are not adequately prepared. They're not. Um, they're overwhelmed it, it, this idea that now I've got to apply for schools. I'm not quite sure how to really do this. Um, they haven't really been um, maybe guided through that that high school uh, you know consideration journey, if you will. Um, you know, on at their high schools, it's all been it's it's been remote for so much. So you look at that. You look at things like universities implementing a test optional. Uh, you know, approach here across, really across the country. That's, that's confusing for some of these students. It's like, well, should I, should I get the test anyway? Is it going to increase my chances? Is it not, you know, how, how really, you know, how much are they really factoring that in or not? Those are questions. And then of course, when you just think of the uncertainty that all of our families have really been through the last year and a half with job loss and with health concerns and, and, you know, just the uh, continual changes there, it just feels like a very uncertain time for a lot of school seniors right now. So the point I'm driving towards is that even more important, even more important that you're engaging mom, you're engaging dad in this college application process. We're we're finding ourselves doing many more educational kind of conversations uh, around, you know, Mm -hmm. filling out the FAFSA or what does college look like, especially for first gen families that don't have a history of this. So so there's a lot of education we're doing. We have a we have a high school class that's that's that right now. I don't think is maybe has the kind of um, readiness or even uh, equipping or feeling hmm. a sense of um, um, yeah ability to kind of enter into that college application journey. Uh, there's we're seeing a lot of lags. A lot of schools here in SoCal at least are seeing a lot of lags in applications this fall. This pandemic is still you know the tail right. of this thing continues on, and so all the more important that we engage. You know, parents in this journey.
1: That's great. That's really, really good. Troy?
2: Lee, as we close the episode, would like to know if there is an additional idea or thought that you could share that would either be implemented immediately by a peer or something that you've come across that you feel worthy to share?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I was I was thinking back to three words of advice I got years ago from a, from a mentor of mine. And and, and it was this, build on success, build on success. And this idea that start, start with something, start small, start with maybe one student influencer that, that you can identify within your uh, student body, talk with them about the idea of influencing, you know, their uh, communities with that, get them started on that, build upon that. Uh, You know, we started with just, you know, three and uh, a year, and we've grown it to, to five and seven uh, a semester now where we've got students that are taking that, that kind of role with us. And so I, I would just say start small, build on success. Um, that will drive momentum. That will win a fan base. That will earn you more budget. That will earn you, you know, greater, um, you know, appreciation and trust for uh, what you're implementing there. And, and so um, I, would, I would encourage the listeners today, if you're not doing it, Think about the importance of peer-to-peer communication in a more significant way. And as these social media platforms are developing today and students are building whole fan bases, whole communities uh, out there, that's a great opportunity to engage them and really utilize uh, what they've built for your benefit. Build on success.
2: Wonderful. And thank you so much for bringing your wisdom, your authenticity, and also your... Uh, energy, which I can feel, and I can't wait for the listeners to experience this episode. Uh, if someone would like to reach out to you and contact you for any reason, what would be the best way for them to do so?
0: Yeah, they can always reach me by email. It's lee.willhite, that's L-E-E dot W-I-L-H-I-T-E at Biola, B-I-O-L-A dot E-D-U, Willheight at Biola dot E-D-U.
2: We appreciate you, Lee. Thank you. Thank you, Troy.
0: Appreciate you and Bart as well. And it's been great being with you today. Thanks for the good work you're doing.
2: Our pleasure. Bart, any final words from you today? Yeah,
1: I just wanted to kind of, uh, I really appreciate Lee's final word there with build on success. I think he really pointed out some really good things. And, and again, so many times we talk about these um, big concepts. Um, you know, somebody probably did a search or you clicked on the uh, title of this episode It had something to do with uh, you know, social influencers, and and you needed to learn more about it. And I think that Lee did a great job of kind of laying that out, and and how Biola is doing that. And you might be a smaller school than Biola. You might be a bigger school than Biola, but you might be figuring, trying to figure out how can I do this. And I really liked uh, Lee's last comment there: build on success. Try only just you know one maybe. You know, just try to figure out how to do that. You know, take a look at you know if you can't afford zemi or you can't afford Unibuddy or something like that. Figure out how you can at least create a student ambassador team. You've already got some students that might be giving tours. Maybe part of that is that they offer their text, their cell phone to students to be able to text them with any questions. Figure out what would fit for you with these concepts. And I think that might be a good way to start. And as Lee said, when you build on success and you, you know, maybe you gain a few more students next year because of that, or, or 15 or 20, well, your budget's gonna change a little bit and maybe you can do other things as well. So I think those are just a few thoughts that I have, for Troy.
2: Thank you, Bart. Everyone, that winds up another episode the Higher Ed Marketer podcast is sponsored by Kaler Solutions, an education marketing and branding agency, and by Think Patented, a marketing execution company specializing in printing, mailing, and other digital marketing assets. On behalf of my co-host Bart Kaler, I'm Troy Singer. Thank you for joining us.
1: You've been listening to The Higher Ed Marketer. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you're listening with Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to leave a quick rating of the show. Simply tap the number of stars you think the podcast deserves. Until next time.